Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tipsy's F1 podcast. I'm your host, Tipsy Pineapple, and this is episode nine of our podcasting series. I'm probably going to stop counting the numbers because there might be somewhere I release them on Spotify and somewhere I release them on YouTube. On YouTube, we're pretty much just giving titles to them. I don't even know why we still put numbers in, but yeah, we might stop counting. That's just the case. We are going to talk about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in Jeddah. That's what it happened. It's in Jeddah, the place called Jeddah inside Saudi Arabia. What's it called? I have a cool little gift that I'll talk about in a second. They call it Jeddah Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Okay. We just watched qualifying. The Grand Prix hasn't happened yet, so that's the context of this podcast. It should come out before the Grand Prix happens. I'll probably get it sent out as soon as I'm done recording it. I'll just edit it together and we'll go. But in special news, this is the first time we're doing a video podcast. So if you are listening on Spotify, please subscribe on YouTube. I'm going to keep posting these on Spotify or whatever podcasting platform you're listening to because this it's great fun. I think it was great car listening, et cetera, et cetera. I might even do some of my future YouTube videos as podcast episodes as well. So if you're on YouTube and you listen to a podcast on any sort of app, follow me, F1, Tipsy's F1 podcast. Just You'll find me. I'm sure like I'll pop up if you actually search for me. But before I wanted to jump into the qualifying results, and this is quite bad for my audio listeners, I'm going to describe a Christmas present that I got. I know it's March right now, but it's a pretty cool Christmas present, and I haven't put it up yet because one, the F1 season didn't start yet, and two, I'm moving into a new place in like two weeks, so I'm only going to put it up there. But then I thought, you know what, I should open this and look at it because we're doing a video version and I'm going to show it off. So this I'm going to describe to the audio listeners is it's almost like a little it's like a little wooden thing that's a frame of like the track and i have one for every race in 2023 so i thought it was a legendary like gift from my fiance's parents they were so sweet to get me this or her whole family i don't know who gave it to me but it looks really cool there's even like a rubbery thing of where the track goes and then it's just like this wooden outline that you can stick on a wall and it gives you a little plate as well it says the sakia grand prix here first grand prix was in 2004 Number of laps is 57. Then we have the circuit length is 5.412 kilometers. Fastest race lap was a 132.014. That was done by Max Verstappen in 2020. This is really cool. I'm going to show you the Jetta one as well since we are talking about the Jetta Grand Prix. But I thought it was just really cool because you see this fastest race lap. You can kind of compare the old cars to the new cars, uh, especially because here the fastest lap was a 132.014. And if you guys remember the Bahrain Grand Prix, we had the we had Max Verstappen's engineer telling him to slow down and target 132. So the cars this year are actually faster than they were. Well, they're obviously faster than last year. But if you remember the beginning of last year, 2021, no, 2022 is the beginning of last year, the cars were a lot slower than the 2021 cars. So it's kind of cool to see that the cars this year are actually about as quick as the 2021 cars. So that's quite amazing to see. And I want to show you the Jetta one right now. This is it looks like a butter knife like it's just a flat stick it, it could be a wand or yeah it just it looks like a very skinny little track and this is going to be the most awkward one sitting on my wall i guess it's this yeah it will sit in this fashion like that that's straight there we go this is the Jeddah saudi arabian grand prix first grand prix was in 2021 so this is the third one happening i remember when they opened this in 2021 because i started watching my first formula one full season number of laps is 50 so the track is a bit longer because every track is usually around 300 kilometers for the full race distance. This one's circuit length is 6.174 kilometers, which makes sense. If you times six by 50, you get 300 kilometers. So they're always at least 300 kilometers. 
The fastest race lap here was a 130.734 done by Lewis Hamilton in 2021. So again, we're not going to see 2022 cars doing fastest race laps because those cars were slow. But this year, we have to check those times and see if they're quicker. Because most of these fastest race laps are going to be done by Lewis Hamilton in 2020 or a few by Max. Well, it could be anyone. Anyone who's not racing another car in 2020, like with the ones going for fastest laps. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But the qualifying results today, the slowest cars were quicker than the fastest race lap in 2021. So that's pretty cool to see. I I don't know. I feel like I should just hold this up the whole time. I should like stick it up somewhere and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll do something cool with that. Uh, oh, let me do a shot for the thumbnail. I'll just be like, you know, check that out. Like, there we go. Well, now I have a thumbnail, which is great for the video. You don't get to see that because I edited it out, which is awesome. Right, let's talk about qualifying. Oh my goodness, what a result that was. Uh, first of all, let's just talk about Q1. Lando made a mistake. It was a small crash there, which is unfortunate. Quite a, he was being very greedy, I guess, which I don't think he would have needed to be if we look at where Oscar Piastri qualified. I mean, in the Q1 session, Oscar Piastri ended up eighth, which is fantastic for the McLaren based on how bad we've really been thinking they're going to do. Then we had Logan Sargent, who did a brilliant lap. It was so good, but then he didn't read the like race driver's directive thing. And this is quite similar to Ocon's penalties that happened in Bahrain. The thing is, like Ocon, obviously, he had all those penalties. He parked in the wrong place, so he ended up getting a five-second penalty. When he served his five-second penalty, he was like, he didn't serve it like quick enough there or long enough. Hard to describe. Basically, you have to stop for five seconds. He stopped for four point eight. So he got another five-second penalty or a 10-second penalty, I'm not sure, for not serving his five-second penalty. On top of that, he was speeding in the pit lane by one of a kilometer, which is crazy. That's, I mean, someone did the math in another video that I watched. They were talking about, like, you know, obviously, if you do the math, like, 0.1 kilometer means that over an hour, they will accomplish a 100 meters, which is, yeah, I mean, pro athletes do that in 10 seconds. So that's very, very slow. It's like you're not going to make any headway on that and uh they so just he got on i mean he was going to do terribly anywhere with all those penalties just got thrown with penalties and then he uh, i didn't get disqualified i think he just gave up either way logan Sargent, he had track limits at an area where nobody thought to get track limits because usually the way track limits work is if you cross over a line with all four wheels you get a penalty but where he crossed over he crossed over with just like a wheel touched this like pink inside area and they said like nope that's going to be a wall now. If you touch that, you don't get in. The only reason it's not a wall is for like safety purposes, essentially what the FIA had decided. And they'd spoken about this to the drivers. And yeah, I guess, or maybe they didn't speak about it. Maybe they just wrote it down somewhere in a thing that all the drivers were supposed to read. So this just shows you that like, good to know the rules. I think Seb was usually good for knowing that, although I say Seb was good for knowing the rules. He, uh, he got that penalty like in Australia for like not wearing a helmet while running around. I don't know, but that's not really a car racing rule. That's just like him. Alonso knows the rules. If you think about Sochi 2021, Alonso was like, let me just plan the, the route and just send it straight through because that's legal. So he knows the rules back to front. So he, which is good because he hasn't made any crazy mistakes in Q1 and I think some of the other qualifying laps as well, the other qualifying sessions. We saw quite a lot of cars spinning out. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was like great to see. I mean, I, I loved it. I was like, it was scary. It was really scary for me because like when Alonso spun, I was like, oh no, like he might not even get out of Q1. Like I wanted 
I wanted some drama of cars not making it like through and stuff like that. But every time it was like not happening in my favor, because for one, the drivers, I really support off Fernando Alonso. And believe it or not, I found myself rooting for Stroll. When Stroll got that purple first sector, I guess I should talk about that later. Actually, let me hold on and stop here and talk about that in. But essentially, like towards the end of Q1, like both, both the Aston Martins, which are the drivers I'm really supporting right now, they, you know, they're like that underdog team who could maybe overthrow Red Bull if Red Bull has complete reliability issues, which again, we'll talk. Like, oh, I was so worried that they would both not get through or that one of them would not get through. I just, I wanted to see them both get through. And I wanted to see Lando get through, but obviously he clobbered the wall, which just made me quite sad. Logan Sargent, oh my goodness. So I, I kind of drifted away from this. Logan Sargent did a brilliant lap. He would have finished, uh, I think he was going to finish like around... Seventh, I think he would have been ahead of yeah, he would have finished eighth, I think, with his lap that he did have that got deleted. Which is annoying because it meant he would have made it through to Q2 when his teammate Alex Albon did not, because Alex qualified P17. And it would have actually been P18 had it not been for Logan Sargent's lap being. So it's just like, oh, this was a redemption story. Because Logan is that one rookie that everyone's like criticizing. They're all like, this is his moment to shine. He could do great things or he could do average things and if he could do great things, he'll really set himself up there to not be that I'm an American driver coming into the sport because I don't think he wants to be like, I'm the American driver coming into the sport. The only time he wants to be that is when they actually go to America. For the rest of the year, he wants to be, I'm a good driver for Williams. People better watch out because I'm going for the top team race seats. You know, that's, that's the vibe that's going on here. Either way, sad thing, Logan's car touched a little thing and essentially they, validate, they invalidated his lap time and... Fortunately, he qualified P20. Where Lando Norris in P19, he nicked the wall and that messed up his drive shaft and they tried to repair the car and they, they couldn't do it. So he messed up his lap pretty early on. Like he just did a very, it was a slow lap because he hit the wall, finished his lap a little bit slower and, and couldn't get his car up there, which is a shame because looking at Oscar Piastri, Oscar Piastri qualified P8, which again, if you ask me, it's pretty freaking good for the McLaren considering we thought they were going to really terribly and come last. We just... We're assuming McLaren's going to be garbage until the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Oscar's showing us that, hey, it's not garbage. And Lando would have probably shown us that as well if he wasn't too greedy on trying to get speed and pick the inside of. Also out of Q1 are both the Alpha Taris. I just think they're in a slow car. Victor Fries also, he mentioned he made a mistake, but that mistake wasn't going to cost him much. He would have probably just beaten Albon, essentially, maybe. And maybe beaten Yuki, but I don't think he would have gone like up into anything above that. Oh, I just realized I was reading the final qualifying results when I was comparing drivers. It was actually Oscar Piastri who uh, he, he finished 11th in Q. Uh, so, I mean, it's more or less the same. He would have made it through and I'm sure Lando would have as well. But Oscar did make it through, obviously. I was reading the times a little, a little bit wrong. Valtteri Bartas was the one that was at risk. And Pierre Gasly as well. They just, just squeezed through with enough time. Uh, the rest of the field was pretty much a good chunk quicker, but Pierre Gasly and Valtteri Bottas were very close to Yuki Tsunoda's time. So they're lucky to have made it through because uh, I know Gasly ended up making it up a lot further than Bottas. Also, it was a good job from Nico Hulkenberg in that first session to get up to seventh. AMAG just planted it where we'd expected him. Anyways, let's talk about Q2 because that's where some juicy stuff happened. You know, we had lots of spins in Q1, lots of scary things going on. Q2 early on, Max Verstappen. He got an engine issue. He was going strong and then just bam, his car cut out. It was quite crazy and, and he hadn't set a time. So he ended up P15, which is crazy because 
Like Max is obviously the guy who's going to win, but I love this. It's going to make the race so much more exciting because I think we are going to see Max overtaking cars, but I'm hoping that the midfield can hold him back enough to, well, I say the midfield, the field, the existing big field can hold him back enough to let just Fernando and Perez fight. Like, yes, I'm going to spoil what happened because you guys have obviously watched that before listening to this. Perez and Alonso are going to have a battle like the ages. It's going to be sick. So let's look at those Q2 results. We ended up having Max Verstappen ending 15th because it at a time. Valtteri Bartas was 14th, Kevin Magnussen, Zhou Guan Yu, Nico Hulkenberg. It, it was pretty much like the Alpha, Alpha Tires and the horses were out and Max. So it was a, quite a, aside from Max going out, pretty boring session, like nothing much happened. So let's look at that last session. I mean, it was Gasly who was quite close to Nico Hulkenberg's time. Gasly and Oscar Piastri and Lewis Hamilton, actually, they, they were all really at risk from the other drivers. So it, it was a tight, it's been a tight one, which made this qualifying interesting. That midfield is tight. I mean, like, it's just, it is tight. There's no one team clearly better than any other team. I mean, literally the horses and the Alfa Romeos are like mixed in with each other. And I mean, Alpine's kind of pulling it away. They are, they are challenging Mercedes right now. As long as they don't have any terrible qualifying session, terrible penalties and all that stuff, they should be good. Then finally, this is, I wanted to mention, I found myself rooting for Stroll. The last qualifying session, towards the end, we saw that purple first sector from Stroll. And then it was a green second sector. I was like, Stroll is on a lap. He is going to, like, I don't really want Stroll to out-qualify Alonso. But I was thinking, like, if Stroll could out-qualify both Alonso and Perez, then I wouldn't be too sad about Fernando Alonso starting third. But unfortunately, at the end, I don't know what happened to his lap. He was just slow at the end. I guess the the Aston Martin isn't very good in a straight line. And that last section of the lap is just all about your straight line speed. That could be why he didn't get such a lap. And that first sector is very zigzaggy and all over the place. So we'd expect the Aston Martins to do their best times in sector one. And their worst times kind of there in the final two. Just because Jeddah is a very straight track. So hopefully the DRS is going to help them. They can catch up and get close to cars in that sector one area and then in the race that drs will push them through but i'll, I'll talk about my predictions in a second because i didn't predict what the qualifying results were going to be but i did predict the race results and i my race results were going to be kind of similar to what i thought qualifying was going so we had gasly in 10th oscar piastri in 9th that's a very good job for oscar to even beat gasly like i think we could see oscar getting his first points in this grand prix there's a possibility there well, okay, McLaren doesn't do very well at desert tracks, just to end up overheating. So if he doesn't have reliability issues, he should be good. But last year, the reliability issues happened for Daniel. This year, they, well, I mean, this year, the, the reliability issues happened in Bahrain uh, instead of Jeddah. So maybe they've had their reliability issues. They figured out why their car doesn't work in a desert, and they've actually managed to fix that issue so Piastri can do well. The issue with Lando was obviously he hit the wall. He actually did damage to his car. Piastri didn't have an issue today, which is awesome. It makes me very excited for what we're going to see. Then there's Lewis Hamilton, who Piastri almost beat Lewis Hamilton. So that was quite cool to see. And Ocon easily made it past Hamilton by good 10, which is significantly amazing because that's just showing up in fourth. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the screen and I should be actually telling you what happened. So we had Lance Stroll, Russell happening. Carlos Sainz was fifth. George Russell was fourth. Fernando Alonso third, Charles Leclerc second, and Sergio Perez first. 
I'm glad to see Charles Leclerc up there because it is showing that the Ferrari does have pace. He was only a tenth off Perez, but to be fair, like Verstappen was probably going to be half a second quick Perez if they have car troubles. So yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be thinking like, oh, this is so cool. Like Verstappen's having reliability issues. Maybe Red Bull will have reliability issues. But like last year, it also happened at the start of the season where they had reliability issues, and the rest of the season they were 100% fine. So I don't think we're going to have too many more Red Bull and. And last year it happened in the first race. This year it's just happening in the second desert race. Desert races are kind of outliers. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, the only other desert races are really Las Vegas, but it's happening in Abu Dhabi. Other than that, we don't... Oh, we have Qatar. I, I just don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of cool that we have more desert races. They do kind of vary things up again, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm in two minds of it regarding human rights and all Oh, I'm just so happy looking back at these little gifts. They look so cool. Like, I mean, look at that. It's amazing. Anyways, let's talk about my predictions where I predicted in my podcast yesterday. Yesterday, I predicted that Max would be first. Definitely could still happen, actually, depending on how safety cars work, that stuff. It could happen that Max gets back up to first. And he's just like really quick. He probably will get up to first if he have too much. I predicted science would come second. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Science just qualified fifth behind Russell. I think it's going to be a science and Russell fight. I think science will end up ahead of Russell. But yeah, it's a bit of a... I think in the end, like Stroll might even... Perez fourth. I was very wrong there. I think Perez might win the race now. I'm hoping that Fernando wins the race. But yeah, I was mindful when I made the prediction that Charles Leclerc would you know, be starting towards the back. I said Charles Leclerc would end up fifth. Top six as well. Okay, I said Alonso would be fourth, then Stroll fifth, then Charles sixth. Now I think Alonso has a chance to win the race. Honestly, I think that uh, science is not going to be an issue for Alonso, and neither is Russell. I think Russell and science fighting each other is just going to let Fernando Alonso have that ability to fight Checo, which is going to be crazy. I'm very excited to see that go down. But yeah, I did predict that Charles Leclerc would catch up. So the fact that Charles Leclerc ended up second, qualified second, I mean, he's going to be starting 12th now, if the appropriately this means that Charles Leclerc is easily going to catch up and I'm sure he'll overtake the Alpines he'll overtake Lewis Hamilton he'll he'll get past Oscar Piastri no problem yeah I think Charles Leclerc will actually genuinely come first if Max Verstappen doesn't catch back up Max will catch back up I think Charles Leclerc is going to come sixth just where I predicted I think that's the one thing where I will actually be right Science and Perez is wrong because Perez is not coming third like he's coming first or second not third Science is not coming and getting a podium. It's going to be Alonso and maybe Stroll podium as well. That's all starting. Never mind. I don't know. I don't know what to predict. It's crazy. I'm very excited for tomorrow. It's going to be a sick race. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. If you are listening to Spotify or any other podcasting thing, I just mentioned Spotify because I don't know why. I like any podcasting thing. I should stop just excluding, being exclusive and saying it's on Spotify. It's on everything. If there's... On something that you don't have. I don't know. It's everywhere. Either way, I'll catch you guys next time. I will do a post-race podcast that will probably come out on Monday morning. Or, yeah, it's going to come on Monday morning. Uh, Sunday. Anyways, guys, have a good one. I will talk to you soon. Love you guys lots. Catch you later.